0: in time. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito, and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised Christian radio. Praise God. You can listen to that right on our website at internationaldeliveranceministries.org. Praise God. We want to go right now into our topic of discussion. Amen. We want to focus on what true love is the true love of God versus the false apostate love that is promoted by the apostate church world of today. There's so much talk about love. We need to talk, we need to have love. We need to demonstrate love. And of course, the Bible says that God is love. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love in 1 John. Amen. Chapter number 4. However, the love that is being propagated by the false apostate church world of today is not biblical. I repeat, the love that is promoted by the false apostate church world of today is not biblical. And it is not love. It is actually the, by the definition of Holy Scripture, it is actually hatred. Understand that. The love promoted by the a false apostate church world of today, by the false preachers and teachers and false Christians of today, is actually pure, utter hatred. I'm not trying to, amen, uh, make it sound more evil than what it is because I can't do that because it's, it's more evil than what I'm actually uh, d- describing right now. It is There's nothing more evil Then promoting a false security, a false sense of love, a false gospel that damns the soul to an eternal hell. And this is what we want to focus on right now. This is important. You need to ask your friends and your family to listen to this podcast, not because I'm uh, doing the podcast by not by any means, not that by any means, not, not, not that's not the issue. The issue is because of what we're talking about, the subject matter. Amen. We're talking about true love, and this has been, been propagated by many in the church world for A long period of time, they've been trying to promote this false love, and they have effectively deceived the minds of multitudes to believe a lie, to believe that if you preach the gospel in its fullness, as as recorded in the Holy Scriptures, as as outlined in the Word of God, that somehow you hate people. If you preach against sin, if you preach hellfire and damnation, if you show people the error of their way and talk about sin in, in its specific Nature, Amen, and I'm referring to saying th- things like homosexuality is sin, transgenderism is sin, bisexuality, you know, murder is is a, abortion is murder, and so forth, and we can continue on and on and on. If you start mentioning areas of some People get upset and they say, oh, that's not love. That's not the love of Christ. Well, they're deceived according to the Bible. And we're going to look at that right now. What is love? The true love of God according to Scripture and the false apostate love as defined by the apostate church word. Lord, I pray right now, Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to all those listening to the sound of my voice, that you would encourage the hearts to stand for you who are saved and those who are not saved, that they would stop listening to the lies, amen, of this false apostate church world of today and all the lies of Satan and come to you in genuine repentance and trust you by faith as a personal Lord and Savior, dear God. Those who have backslidden, those who have never been saved, save souls. We pray this in Jesus' name, dear God. And I pray Lord, you'd help us all be doers of thy word. Oh God, not hear us, only deceiving our own self. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says here in the book of Jude, amen. Of course chapter one, there's only one chapter in the book of Jude. And the Bible says here very clearly in verse number 4 Well, let's go back to verse number one for a moment. The Bible says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Listen to verse four now. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation listen to what the bible says ungodly men turning the grace of our god into lasciviousness and denying the only lord god and our lord jesus christ now hear this now the Man of God, Jude, amen, who was inspired by the Holy Ghost, who was God-breathed. That's what inspiration means. It means God-breathed. God-breathed his word into Jude to write the Holy Scriptures as he did to all the holy men of God who wrote all the 66 books of the Holy Bible, Amen. And he says to him, Amen. He says, "Look, I, Jude said, I want to, to write to you, brethren of the common salvation. Just talk about how how wonderful it is to be saved in Christ and be born again by His Spirit, Amen. And have a home in heaven and escape hell and all the wonderful things of God, Amen. That we uh, we can enjoy and we can we can be encouraged by one another uh, as a result of the work of Christ on the cross. But he said, I had to change my message, my letter to you, my epistle to you. He said because of this why he says it was needful for me to write unto you to exhort you to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered under the saints. He said why now there, now he goes into why and the reason why was because certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation and then he says what kind of men ungodly men. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here's what I want to talk to you about, right? do what do you, what you say? How, how does this connect with love? How does this connect with the idea that the that the apostate church world is not preaching love? Well, he goes on to say this: that these individuals who are claiming to promote the grace of God, which is the grace of God refers to the work of Christ on the cross, Christ's work on the cross, His shed blood that that He paid for our sins on the cross of Calvary when He became a substitute amen a substitute on the cross for us in other words we should have died for our own sin but thank god the lord jesus christ hallelujah of nazareth died in our place that so we can be saved from hell hallelujah the just for the unjust and that's what it means the grace of god but what these people do what these false teachers and preachers do and false christians do they turn god's wonderful grace by which we can uh, be which we, by which we can only be saved by god's work on the cross christ's work on the cross his grace the god, work of god on the cross the grace of god they turn god's grace into lasciviousness in other words they say yeah christ died but listen you can still be a homosexual you can still be a fornicator. You can still be an adulterer. Amen. You can still do all that sin and God will accept you. God will embrace you. God will still love you. Everything's fine. And they embrace it. And they may not all they may not embrace every single uh perversion that is contrary to the word of God they only have to embrace one hallelujah you know what the Lord Jesus Christ said to the rich young ruler in Luke's gospel chapter number 18 he said amen he says "You yet thou lackest one thing it, my friend it, is, it can only be just one thing that can damn your soul and my soul to an eternal hell hallelujah one thing that you amen violate the word of God uh, uh, the word of God for to justify your sin it can only be one thing but which you desire to live in iniquity and you hold to your bosom by which you will not let go that one thing can damn your soul to hell is it worth it well these false teachers say go right ahead god is on your side everything's fine and you can continue to live a life full of sin and perversion and the lord will still open the pearly gates unto you and everything will be fine because you know god is head over heels over you and he thinks everything is fine and you know he He's on your side. He will never condemn you. No, he's a God of love. He will never do those things. These are the kind of false teachings and perversions and blasphemies that come out of the mouths of many preachers over the pulpit, which they believe is love and the majority of people think is love. But yet it is not love. It's damning, precious souls to hell. Are you hearing when I'm preaching? Because they don't preach about hell. They don't preach about damnation. They don't preach against sin. And people are slip sliding into eternal damnation without people really caring for their soul. Is that love, my friend? No, it's not. It's contrary to the teaching of Holy Scripture. It is not the love of Christ. It is not the doctrine of Christ. It is not biblical. And it's contrary to Holy Scripture, as we're going to continue to see. Amen. The book of Jude continues to go on. We're not going to read the whole thing, but here's what it is. Amen. He says this in verse number 21 of Jude. Again, there's only one chapter in Jude. He says this at the end of it. He says, keep yourselves in the love of God. This is what I'm getting at. Now, What does he mean by keep yourselves in the love of God? Obviously, the teaching that that he was talking about in verse 4, which is the the teaching of the false prophets, turning the grace of God into a license to sin. That's what lasciviousness means, into a license to sin, is not the love of God. Obviously, if if it was, then he he would be contradicting what he says. Amen. Amen hallelujah but he says keep yourselves in the love of god what is that that is the love of god is contrary to the teaching of lasciviousness the love of god amen is understanding that we need to live righteously holy and godly in this present world hallelujah and holy before him that's what the love of god teaches us it teaches us that christ had to die on the cross for our wretched sin for our perversion that we could be saved from an eternity in hell and be given everlasting life it does not teach us to go ahead and live a life of perversion. And sin and abomination to be a homosexual, pervert a, a, a perverted way of, of life and sinful and ungodliness. The Bible talks about the homosexuality, shameful desires to live, go ahead and live in a, in a divorce and remarriage condition. The Bible talks that divorce and remarriage is adultery. I didn't teach these things. The Bible teaches these things specifically in Romans chapter one, verses 24 to 27, talks about homosexuality being vile affection, that it's an abomination. The Bible talks about, amen, divorce and marriage is sin and fornication is sin In first Corinthians chapter six. We can go on. We're going to continue on with it in a minute, but we want to just focus on the difference of the teaching of what the Bible says is love and what the church world, the apostate church world today, who claims that they are preaching the love of God when in fact they're preaching nothing. Nothing but utter hatred. Understand that. Please get that into your spirit. What they are preaching. Now analyze it from the Holy Scriptures. Don't analyze it from your preacher or your denomination. Because you do that, you're you're already your mind is already altered and perverted by Satan. Because why do I say that? You said oh, that sounds harsh. Listen, it is harsh in the sense that we have to realize the serious nature of what we're dealing with here. Okay? It's not harsh and being mean or being unkind. It's, it's showing the reality of what we're dealing with. It is it is the eternal souls of mankind that we are dealing with. And the idea that one, when one preaches against them that it's not love, that's demonic, that's satanic, that's doctrines of devils. And seducing spirits. It's not of the Holy Ghost. Realize that. Get that in your spirit. If that was the case, then the apostles, the prophets, the John the Baptist, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior Himself, who's God in flesh, who died on the cross, rose again, amen, from the dead and went to heaven. Preach nothing but hatred. Because they preached against sin. They preached repentance. They preach amen, against every ideology of iniquity. Hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ right now for a moment here. Just listen to this now. John's Gospel, chapter 7, okay? John's Gospel, chapter number 7. Here's what the Bible says in, in regards to, amen, what the Lord says concerning his preaching against sin. Eh? And you tell me now this is love according to the church world of today. This is, what, this is what the Lord says here, Okay? The Bible says in verse six of John's gospel, chapter number seven. Then Jesus said unto them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth because, listen to this now, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Listen to this now. The biblical Jesus Christ of the holy scriptures, amen, says that the world hates him because he testifies of it that the works thereof are evil. Evil, perverse, wicked, and he testifies and preaches against it. He called this generation, he called the generation of his time a perverse and adulterous generation, a wicked generation. That's what he called it. Now you tell me, if the church world of today would look at those words of Christ and would they think of it as loving words? No, they would look at it, look at it as hateful, disgraceful, judgmental, unkind, unchrist-like words. Wait a minute. Those words came from the mouth of Christ. Hallelujah! But that's that's what I'm trying to reiterate and trying to make you understand that the teaching that is being brought to many individuals over the pulpit, the majority of individuals over the pulpit in North America, other first world nations is not biblical it's a false gospel that damns the soul and this is what the false teachers of the past did they didn't talk about sin they wanted to preach smooth words as the amen as the, as the prophets talk about amen they, they oh preached to a smooth word didn't want to hear the words of Jeremiah that called them to repentance they wanted to hear the false prophets that told them oh God's on your side you won't go into captivity everything's fine people of God when there was all kinds of idol worship and adultery and perversion and every ungodly way and the man of God Jeremiah was calling them to repentance but people didn't want to hear and they said oh no that's not love that's not love that's not love it's a lie you know what the bible says here amen praise god the bible clearly says amen in first corinthians let's go to first corinthians for a moment first corinthians chapter number 13 says charity suffereth long and is kind charity referring to love charity envieth not charity charity not itself is not puffed up Listen now, it huh? suffers long, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Listen, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. We're not going to go into all of that right now, but we'll just touch on a few things here. One of them is this, charity, the Bible says, a love does not rejoice in sin, but rejoices in the truth. Number one, it does not rejoice in people's iniquity, in sin. It doesn't do that. So people saying, oh, we, we support this, we support that, we support all this kind of filth and mess and whatever sin it is. That's not love. No. The Bible says love does not seek her own. In other words, love does not look after, it's, uh, after oneself or the benefit of oneself. It looks at the benefit of others. That's what the apostles did and the prophets did and the Lord himself amen they told people the truth regardless of whether they love them or like them or hated their guts or whatever the case may be they told them the truth because they cared about them it wasn't about their job or to keep amen that church that, that, that's giving them a great salary are you here when I'm preaching it's not about amen uh, as being asked to many churches so you can get lots of money in your pocket and be a great evangelist or great prophet or whatever you want to be called it's, it's not about that it's about preaching the truth so that souls can be saved from an eternity in hell and be given everlasting life that's what this gospel is all about salvation now we understand we grow in the lord we understand we grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ we grow in holiness we grow in love we grow in the fruit of the spirit and those 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 teachings are important in regards to christian growth but if we can't even get the basics right in regards to salvation and preaching against sin then how in the world can we get anything right we can't if the foundation be destroyed what can the righteous do amen and so this is what love is. Love looks at the benefit of others. The Bible says very clearly, "Love your neighbor as yourself." Well, listen. If you if you knew if you if, if you knew if if you found out that somebody. Did not tell you information that was vital for you. For example, if someone told you information, amen, did not tell you information that was vital to to save your life. For example, you didn't know that something that you're about to drink was poison. And somebody came to you and said, sir, look, you may not know about that that liquid that you're about to drink, but that is actually poisonous. And that will kill you, amen. And you knew that person had that information and they didn't come to you. And in and fact, they said, look, it's OK to drink that. You, you'll be fine. And then you drink it and you die. Listen, you will not look at them in a good light. You will not believe in any way, shape or form that person loved you. No, sir. And because they didn't, they didn't warn you so that you could save your life. They didn't try to help you. How they, they may have offended you. you. Say, well, I, would, I wish that they at least offended me and then me die. And that's exactly. But see, the, the difference with that scenario and that illustration and what the Bible says is two different things even though there's there is a similarity amen there, is, there are two different things in all together one can just end your life physically the other one if you die in your sin you can end your life not only physically but you die in your sin and end up in hell for all eternity And that's so serious. What shall a prophet a man if he gained the whole world and lose? The Bible says his own soul. So therefore love does not rejoice in sin. Love does not seek her own. And all these false teachers saying oh well you know you're okay. Everything's fine. They're only looking after themselves. They're only looking after their own pocketbook. They love mammon. They don't love God and they don't certainly love your soul or mine. Hallelujah. They do not. They are the haters of mankind. Are you hearing? They are the true genuine haters of mankind. Who are the haters of mankind? The government the government that tells you that it's okay to live live transgender it's okay to you to be a homosexual the government that says look you you cannot uh, tell children that these things are wrong you can't as a parent or you can't tell these children that be, that being homosexual is sin is an abomination or that uh, you know cross-dressing is okay and all these different being bisexual being you know going ahead and smoking marijuana and all these different things is okay now for, in many places y'all you hear when i'm preaching now they're saying that these things are fine. These are the haters of mankind. But, but it's one thing that the world is a hater of mankind. They don't know the truth. They're in darkness. It's another thing. For those who claim to know the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to do the same. To lead people in a ditch. The blind, lead the blind and both shall fall into the ditch. But this ditch is eternal damnation and hell by which nobody can come out. No matter what people like Rob Bell says in his book, Love Wins. He's a deceiver. He doesn't know what love is. Amen. We don't try to put him down as a person. He may be a nice, very kind person. I'm not putting him down as an individual. I'm tearing down his false doctrine that damns the souls of mankind, including his own. Are you hear what I'm preaching? Right? This is what I'm talking about here. In this book, Love Wins. Amen. That he, he talks about that hell, the idea and the concept of eternal judgment is in fact false. So this is what he says in his book love wins I believe it's in the uh I guess the preface of of his book but this is what he says he and I quote it he says here he says here there are a growing number of us who have become acutely aware that Jesus story has been hijacked by a number, by a number of other stories stories Jesus isn't interested in telling because they have nothing to do with what he came to do the plot has been lost and it's time to reclaim it He goes on to say this, a staggering number of people who have been taught that a select few Christians will spend forever in a peaceful, joyous place called heaven, while the rest of humanity spend forever in torment and punishment in hell with no chance for anything better. It's been clearly communicated to many that this belief is a central truth of the Christian faith and to reject it is in essence to reject Jesus. This is misguided and toxic and ultimately subverts the contagious spread of Jesus' message of love, peace, forgiveness, and joy that our world desperately needs to hear. He goes on to finish and says, I've written this book because the kind of faith Jesus invites us into doesn't skirt the big questions about topics of God and Jesus and salvation and judgment in heaven and hell, but takes us deep into the heart of them. This is an abomination from the pit of hell. Okay, look. The Lord Jesus Christ says, if your right hand offend thee, cut it off. Let's go there right for a moment here. This is in uh, Mark's gospel. Amen. It's found in Mark's gospel, chapter number nine. And he, this is what Jesus talks about. Why does he say this? Amen. Jesus says, as many as I rebuke and chasten. And he says, I love. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten is what he said i love he says as many as i love i rebuke and chasten. why because he not want to see he does not want to see them damned. god is not willing that any should perish but all oh, come to repent and books like what rob bill talks about love wins he's not talking about love he doesn't know what love is not at all he's talk, he should he should make he should quote he should change the title of his book and say hate wins Because there's a lie from the pit of hell. Listen, Jesus says this in Mark's gospel, chapter number nine. Hallelujah. Mark's gospel, chapter number nine. Amen. And many people say, oh, we don't want to believe. We're not believing what you preach, preacher. It's not what I preach. It's what the Bible says. You can reject what I say it means nothing. But if I'm telling you something according to the authority of Holy Scripture or somebody telling me something that is according to the word of Holy Scripture, you better listen. I better listen, because if we don't, we're only damning our own souls to hell. The Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. You better better make sure that the way that you're on is the way of salvation. Amen. And that way is only through the Lord Jesus Christ that can save your soul and my soul from hell. Here's what Jesus said in Mark's Gospel, chapter number 9. Listen very carefully. Jesus says this. Amen. He says in verse 43. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. And the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter, to enter halt into life, than having two feet to be cast into hell. And the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy oh! offend thee pluck it out it is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God two with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched Jesus says listen to what he says amen this is the words of the Lord Jesus Christ he says if your hand offend if your foot offend thee, if your eye offend thee, cut it off he's not talking to you about physically doing that he's talking about cutting out the sin in your life getting rid of it repenting of iniquity repenting of the thing that the thing the things that offend you and others amen that will Cast your soul to hell. That's what he's talking about, and that's what Jesus says in, Mar- in Matthew's Gospel, chapter ten and verse twenty-eight. He says, "Amen. Fear not him that can destroy the body, but fear him that can destroy both soul and body in hell." This garbage of saying that, oh well, you know, we we can we can reject the concept of hell and and still be Christian is a lie. No sir, if you reject the concept of hell, you're rejecting the teaching of Christ. Amen. And Jesus says, "If you are ashamed of me and of my words," in Mark's Gospel, chapter number eight. Amen. I'll be ashamed of you. Amen. On the day of judgment, he said, and, and before the before the holy angels. Amen. That's what he said. He'll be ashamed of you. Amen. I if we deny him and his words, this is what Rob Bell has done. Now, Rob Bell supports homosexuality. He supports all this kind of mess. Amen. Says it's okay. Is that love to homosexuals? No, it's it's damning the soul to hell. And also, not just Rob Bell, there's others like Tony Campolo and others. These are false prophets. Make no mistake concerning it. These are not by my definition, sir. No, our man, nobody. No, it's by the definition of holy scripture. They've turned the grace of God into a license to sin and say it's okay for two men and two women to go ahead. Amen get married and love one another, and so-called love one another when it's not love it's perversion is an abomination in the sight of God and it's going to damn those precious people those precious homosexuals to hell we love the homosexuals that's why we're telling them to repent of their sin turn from the homosexuality not just in the action but in the desire the bible calls the desire of homosexuality vile affection and now we got now these uh this the so-called christian university so-called Christian university that's called the uh, Azusa Pacific in uh, the the I, be, I believe it's the the uh, west coast of the United States of America and uh, an article came out in the in Christianity Today that states you know Azusa Pacific okay is gay romance but not sex and marriage. So in other words, they think that you can be, you can have gay romance and be celibate and still be in a so-called homosexual relation, loving relationship and still be a Christian. This is a lie from the pit of hell. It's not of the Holy Ghost. You cannot lust after, if you're a man, you can't lust after another man and still be saved. The Bible says it's vile affection. The Bible says they're burning the hearts one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly. If a man looks at a woman to lust after her in his heart, he commits adultery, then you mean to tell me But it's okay for a man to lust after another man and still be clean in the sight of God? what a lie the bible calls it hallelujah evil concupiscence and what that means in colossians chapter number three evil concupiscence is a longing for that which is forbidden a longing for that which is evil in the sight of god and these these so-called bible schools believing that they're still standing on the word of god are liars they're going to answer to god in the day of judgment for damning souls to hell are you hearing what i'm preaching i don't care if nobody likes what i'm preaching or not it's not my here to please you or nobody i'm here to please the lord jesus Christ. That's what the that's what the Holy Ghost amen told us to do. To please God amen. The apostle Paul said if I yet please men I should not be. Listen now, the servant of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be unto the living God. Make no apology concerning it. Because it is the word of Almighty God, and if we don't believe it, we're believing a lie. We're believing deceptions. We're believing seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. These so-called, this so-called Azusa Pacific, so-called uh, uh, Christian university is a is an abomination in the sight of God. Believing this perversion, and and I went to a Bible school where they told me in my Bible school even that I went to back all the way back when I graduated back in 1997. Amen. Hallelujah, and. Back at that time, when I, when I was graduating, I believe it was 97, or 97 when I graduated, but 96, I believe there was a course that I was in, around 96, 97. One of the teachers said that you could be a homosexual Christian without committing the act. This is 20 years ago at my Bible school called Eastern Pentecostal Bible School. I'm going to call it right out. And what that teacher was teaching was an abomination in the sight of God. Does that man know Christ? No, unless he repented of what he said. But he doesn't know Christ. How can you say that someone can be a homosexual Christian without committing the act? That can love that which God has called forbidden and still be saved? It's a lie. It's called evil concupiscence, and you're leading people astray, and you're and you're and you're lying to them. You're damning their soul to hell, and they want me as a preacher. to Say, oh, a preacher, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't preach. I'll preach what the Bible says. Amen. I make no apology concerning the Word of God. Yes, if we uh, put someone down personally we should apologize we got to be loving and kind the bible talk but if we're preaching against sin there is no apology my friend it's the word of god that that will save us and that will bring us to salvation in heaven and lead us to an escape from hell below so we don't make any apology about it this these people are false teachers okay and there's many there's a dama you cannot be a so-called homosexual there's no such thing as a homosexual christian you like, well they're celibate no 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 you got to get rid of those affections and desires the Bible says, they that are christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and And lust. if you've not got written the affections of lust, you're not a Christian. That doesn't just not just refer to homosexuality. It refers to adultery or fornication or whatever sin it might be. Desiring or lusting after whatever sin it might be. Hallelujah. You may want cigarettes. You may want alcohol. You may you may want marijuana. You may want to gamble. You may want to kill whatever it may be. Amen. You have not crucified the flesh with the affections unless you don't know God. I didn't say that. The Bible says that. Now, Azusa Pacific, this is a, what we're talking about. They believe it's love. It's not love. They're deceived. It's a lie. You know, years ago, there was a man, of course, had popular television program, religious program, probably the, the most popular religious programming uh, at the time in the 1980s, 90s, and in in I, I guess even in the early 2000s and so forth. His name was Robert Schuller. Robert Schuller. His program was called The Hour of Power. And his church was called the Christ Cathedral out in uh, California. And he said this. Okay, this is what he said. He says this concerning uh, one uh, proclaiming the gospel. Okay, this is what he thinks about somebody telling people about their sin and, turning, and telling them to turn from the wrath that is to come. He says this, and I quote. He says this, I do not think... Anything has been done in the name of Christ and under the banner of Christianity that has proven more destructive to human personality and hence counterproductive to the evangelism enterprise than the often crude, uncouth, and unchristian strategy of attempting to make people aware of their lost and sinful condition. Unquote. He said that in Time magazine. Uh, he said that, and that quote was uh, was recorded in Time magazine, March the eighteenth, nineteen eighty five. Okay, so he believes that if you tell people, if you tell people that they need to turn from their sinful condition, he believes it's crude. He believes it's uncouth. He believes it's unchristian. Is that right? So when Jesus says, repent and believe the gospel, that's unchristian. When Jesus Christ of Nazareth says, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish, that's unchristian. Huh? That's unchristian. When Jesus told the rich young ruler, you know, have you uh, kept the commandments? You know, and, and he says, yes, for my, my youth. Up. He says, yet thou lackest one thing, so low that thou hast. And, and, and did Jesus go, oh, I'm sorry, rich young ruler, for offending you? No. He showed him his sinful condition when Jesus rebuked the Pharisees was he, was he uncouth and unchristian when John the Baptist preached and said uh, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come you generation of vipers when he said all those things is that unchristian when Jesus called John amen that there is no not a prophet hallelujah greater than John the Baptist praise God what about the prophets when they called people when God said tell them all their abominations amen hallelujah what about the apostle Paul when he says neither fornicators nor adulterers nor abusers of themselves of mankind nor thieves nor covetous shall inherit the kingdom of god we well i guess he was right full of hate man he was so full of the hatred toward his sinners that 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 it was just flowing out of him according to uh robert shuler and others he's not alone others that claim that preaching against sin is unloving listen you got to get your mind back into the word of god and listen to what the bible says that this teaching is satanic it's devilish it's hellish it's perverse it's wicked it's ungodly it's it's dark it's sinful i can't have enough adjectives to describe how wicked and perverse this sinful and ungodly teaching is that tries to establish in the hearts and minds of multitudes that preaching against sin is unloving when it's in fact the actual opposite. It's the most loving thing that can be done. Amen. Showing people the sinful way and leading them to to salvation. Now we know that there there is the Westboro Baptist Church that teaches, that says homosexuals, God hates them, and and they're going to hell, which is true if they don't repent. But they're not giving them love. They're not giving them the truth of the gospel. That's a false gospel. They're doing one thing right. They're They're showing the fact that they're sinners, but you have to, the point of showing people that they're sinners and that they need that they're that they're in sin and that they're on the way to hell is to show them the need for Christ, that they can receive the forgiveness of their sins, that God loves them, that Christ died, hallelujah, on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we just tell people, amen, their sinful condition, and we don't give them the cross. We don't show them that God loves them that they can be saved through Jesus Christ. We're giving them a false gospel. But the reality reality is this, as I close with this, the reality is this. People are believing a lie. People are believing a lie, thinking that preaching against sin is not love, when in fact it is. This is why, this is exactly why, you know, um, Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to preach to Nineveh. Why? Because he loved them? No, because he hated them. He didn't want them to repent. He didn't want them to hear about their sin so they can turn from their sin. God loved them. And that's why he forced Jonah to go there. He forced Jonah to go there by, by commanding the whale to, amen, swallow him up, spit him out, and send him out. Because God loved the people. God loved the people. Understand that God loved them. And that's why he told Jonah to preach. Repentance. Because he cares. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. The Bible says, if this gospel be hid, listen to this, it's hid to them that are lost. If you don't preach against sin, it's hid to those people that are in sin. The devil doesn't mind you saying, oh, get the garbage out of your life. Get those things that are hindering you out of your life. Get those things that are holding you back from becoming all God wants you to become. That's a bunch of garbage. You don't preach like that. That's not what the Bible tells us to preach. You preach against sin and be specific. Amen. Get the garbage out of your life. You gotta. If you say that along with being specific, that's fine. But if you just say that and let people, amen, try to figure out what you mean, amen. So you can keep your job of the pulpit. That's a lie. It's deception and it's damning souls to hell. Listen, as we as I get ready to close here, man. Praise God in in this podcast and in this, uh, amen, broadcast. This program, extremely important program. Now, the uh, the reality is, we have the pope also. The Pope saying that, you know, you know, he, who is he to judge? You know, who is he to judge that somebody's a homosexual and all these kind of things, you know, embracing it. Right. Saying it's OK to do these things and it's, uh, giving the impression that it's OK to do these. Things. He didn't actually say it's OK, but he's giving the impressions. Who am I to judge? In other words, to say that someone can be a homosexual and a Christian and, and God can accept them. And it's perfectly fine. This is this is not this has gone right through the world. OK. We know the uh, the Catholic church is already an apostasy, anyway, and it is not a Christian organization according to the Word of God. And but this is this thing is growing. We have now a group of people in the Philippines, not just the Philippines, but other all around the world. and mean, uh, on C, this is on CNN.com, and this is uh, this is an article that was uploaded to their website on July the second, two thousand and eighteen, and the article. Is entitled a group of Christians attended a pride parade to apologize. Listen now to apologize for how they treated the LGBT community. This is what they said. Okay, and what it is basically, long story short, a group of so-called Christians, not really Christians, went and apologized to the LGBTQ community. And not only them, but there. But when I tapped up that that uh, uh, article to see that article on Google, other. It, uh, articles came up uh, uh, such as christians apologize to the lgbtq uh, in, in san diego uh i guess gay community or whatever the case uh and others are apologize uh, we see others apologizing um it goes on and on people apologizing to the lgbt community it's, it's it's an abomination it's 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 deception okay um people apologizing to the lgbt community for what for what for what Okay, are you apologizing maybe because you, 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 you uh, said something mean to somebody or are you apologizing about the word of God? Listen, if you're apologizing that, we, that, that we're preaching that it's an abomination and that it's sinful, it's, 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 it's disgraceful, it's perverse, it's ungodly, then you're wrong. That's against the word of God. Amen. We need to preach. We need to preach that. Amen. And if we're saying that we shouldn't preach that, then that is against the word of God. But we should preach that and call it out. we should not apologize to the homosexual community for preaching the word of God in any way, shape, or form. No, sir. Hallelujah! And one of these days, going to say, "Why did you apologize?" When they find people don't. When the people, some people will die and go to hell. Thank God, some people in the LGBTQ community will get saved. Amen. Repent of the homosexuality, both in action and indeed in deed and desire, and truly get saved. Because if you're not repenting of it in your desire, and just an action, you're not saved, you're lost. That's what the Bible says. The desire of homosexuality. Listen, the Bible says, amen, that sin starts in the heart. Amen. Sin, amen, sin is conceived in the heart. Amen. And so Jesus said, out of the heart of men perceive evil thoughts, murders, and adulterers, fornications. Amen. And so, this is what the scriptures teach. It, and this is why we have to repent of it, not just in action, but in deed and desire. And Christ will set you free 100% for whatever sin it is. Whether it's pornography, whether it's homosexuality, transgenderism, adultery, fornication, lying, stealing, drinking, smoking, i don't, gambling, whatever, witchcraft, I don't know, I don't care what it is. The Lord will deliver you. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. But we're living in a time where people are, tra- are talking about love. It's a false love. People saying that divorce and remarriage is okay, and pastors marrying them. Is giving the green light, the denominations giving the green light to them, Those pastors, denominations, and preachers who are answered to God on the day of judgment for justifying adultery, for justifying sin and damning souls to hell. Listen, listen. True love, true love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It doesn't rejoice in lasciviousness and ungodliness, but rejoices in the true love of God by telling people to turn from sin And receive his salvation and his mercy and his grace through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. By which they can have their sins forgiven and be given everlasting life. The Bible says, amen. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we have to come to him by faith. We've got to believe his word. We've got to reject the false preachers and false teachers and false churches and denominations that say we can live uh, a life, of we can live and be a homosexual, be transgender, be, be divorced and remarried. and Go ahead and live with my girlfriend and boyfriend and shock up and still be a Christian and they allow you to play in the church and be singing the choir and all that kind of mess. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Those preachers and denominations and teachers and false Christians are damning souls to an eternity and hell. Saying it's okay to go ahead and watch Spider-Man and Batman and love the world and all this kind of garbage and support the sin of this ungodly world no sir you can't you cannot do that the other day i saw somebody's claiming to be a christian you know uh, uh putting a, a picture of this woman half half naked on facebook thinking it's okay you know to vote for this woman uh, to to be on a magazine or some kind of mess i don't know what they're talking about what an abomination they need to repent these people need to repent because they're on the way to an eternity in hell. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not inside of you. And that's why we need to preach these things specifically, but to warn the wicked of the wicked ways, that is in Ezekiel, so that they, to save his life. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're not saved, if you've backslidden, amen, and you don't know the Lord, you fell away from the Lord listening to these false preachers and these false churches, amen, then you need to come out of that mess. Come out of your sin. Leave those false churches. Leave those false denominations, and serve the Lord. And pray that God will find you good Christian fellowship, Amen. In your area, to serve, to uplift His name, and to serve Him, and to be encouraged by His word. Praise God, Amen. You need to come to the Lord first and foremost. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be saved. If you want to pray this prayer, me a prayer can't save you alone. But you need, but but what the prayer does, Amen. If you mean it sincerely, the prayer will show you will show that you are sincere before God. If you truly sincerely mean it by repenting of your sin and trusting christ by faith if you want to ask the lord into your life you can do that right now truly repent and be saved and i'm willing to pray with you again a prayer can't save you alone you have to truly mean it and in repentance and faith in christ and but if you do that the lord will save you praise god for whosoever shall call hallelujah upon the name of the lord shall be saved praise god let's pray this prayer after me lord jesus i am a sinner i believe you died on the cross for my sin i believe you shed your blood on the cross of Calvary so I could be saved from my iniquity. Lord, I deserve hell, but God, I thank you for dying on the cross for me, for loving me, for shedding your blood for my sin, for rising again from the dead and ascending up to heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior, both now and forever. I surrender my life to you, and with the help of the Holy Ghost, I will live for you and serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. If you truly repented of your sin, and ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart by faith, we want to send you our free booklet, what it means to be born again absolutely free. Just write to us, amen. Or rather, just yeah, just write to us online, amen. Praise God on our website at internationaldeliveranceministries.org, amen. Go right on our website at idministries.org. Uh, at heartmail.com and we will definitely amen we can send you with that copy if you give us our your address and we're going to look at it po- o- o- also putting an online edition that you can just download it for free or read it for free online praise god amen we love you we're praying for you hallelujah and we want to encourage you to continue to serve the lord if you're saved and if you're not to repent of your sin and trust jesus christ by faith before us to let and understand that preaching against sin is not hate it is love And it must be done, and it should be done, and it will be done by the true Christian so that there's no blood on our hands. Finally, Moses told Aaron in Exodus chapter number 32. He said to them after they had this golden statue, after they had this golden idol, he said to them specifically this statement, amen? In Exodus chapter 32, he said to to his brother Aaron, What did this people unto thee, in verse 21, that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? Listen, to the preachers who are preaching a false gospel, what did these people do unto you that you brought so great a sin upon them by not preaching against their sin and standing against their iniquity by telling them that it's all under the blood, everything's fine, you're under grace. It's a lie, you're teaching lies and you'll go to hell if you don't repent of it. The Bible says all lies shall have the part in the lake of fire. You got to turn from it and say, Lord, forgive me, he will forgive you if you repent, preacher. You repent of this false gospel, this lie from the devil. God will forgive you. God will still use you. God will uplift you, hallelujah, and use you to be a tool to win souls unto the Lord. From the power of Satan unto God. But you got to repent of these lies that preaching against sin is not love. It is love. And not to preach it is hate. God bless you. We love you. Amen. Praying for you. God bless. Jesus.